Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit ryansowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers, powered by Our Town Go Net Magazine. We are broadcasting live on the End Results Radio Net- Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the beautiful country in the suites by Radisson Hotel in Stone Mountain, Georgia. How cool is it? We finally get a super guest today, Keiki Patel. One of the owners of Country Inn and Suites in her own backyard, Keiki. Thanks for finally coming on my show. Well, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's cool. Keiki told me she said I'll come one time, you know, if you need me. And I said, Keiki, we'd love to have you. And she made time for us today, so we appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Well, let's talk, um, Keiki. I think you and I agree as as friends, and we've been neighbors, and and we've talked about it over the years. This is a marketing show, but the importance of customer service. But in this industry, we talk about travel, 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 hotel room, hotel room. You've been in this business, what, almost 20 years personally. Yep. What, you know, what's your philosophy on, okay, going to a hotel room? You know, the hotel, I would say, is not just the same at any location. I mean, do you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, a bed is a bed is a bed, is what I always tell my, uh, my team members. But what makes each individual hotel unique and each individual destination that you go to unique is the people itself. Mm-hmm. You will never find Orion anywhere. <laughs> good, good, good. So, um, you know, and you'll never find a Keiki anywhere unless you come to Stone Mountain, Georgia. Yeah. Right. So it's uh, it's the people that make it unique. It's the people that makes a stay memorable. Right. You can go to different hotels, uh, experience different things, but the people that you encounter really open up your experiences and makes it more memorable. Yeah. You know, so for a few years now, we've had our show hosting and you know, other show hosting here. And the comment over and over is just how friendly everybody is here, how you know hospitable everybody is here. You can't really fake that. You can't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can't. Uh, it takes a very unique personality to be in this industry, right? So uh, our uh, management company's name is Exceptional Hospitality, and that's oh. exactly what we uh, strive to provide to our guests, right? Uh, so every experience, every interaction has to be a genuine, and it has to come from the heart. Yeah. I hire our team members not based on the skills that they have, because skills we can teach. Yes. We cannot teach personality, right? It's either you have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Either you're going to be able to connect with strangers or you won't. And if you can't connect with strangers and make somebody's experience memorable and take it to the next level, there is no point in having you there. Oh, man, I love that because, you know, as I was walking the door today, the smiles behind the front desk, they're, they're waving and smiling. Uh, I go to a lot of places and sometimes I see that and other times I can see like they could care less. Exactly. People walk through the door or people are on their phone. So there's a thing I say, Kiki, do we hire people for character or competence? And what I hear you saying is the character because you can teach them the other stuff. That's right. That's right. I can teach you how to check in a person on a computer all day long. I can't teach you how to make small talk. I can't teach you how to smile. I can't teach you how to be personable. It has to come from within. I love it. So now we're in the country in the Swedes by Radisson. So I've said it enough times. I know my heart in Stone Mountain, but you guys and the family, we also right currently have three other properties too in Metro Atlanta, right? 
That's right. We have um, a Days Inn in Stone Mountain. We okay. have a Holiday Inn Express in Stone Mountain, Country Inn Stone Mountain, as well as Country Inn Cumming, Georgia. And we say this because once the show hits podcast land, people coming, when you hear Stone Mountain, Georgia, that is the big mountain folks of Granite. These hotels are beautiful. And, and, and the Cumming one's not as close to Stone Mountain, but a great part of Atlanta. But a lot of times people are like, where do you go? You know, where do, where do I stay? And I'm going to tell you firsthand, these are the places you need to stay. That's right. Now, usually when people come to Atlanta, I, they are going to be stopping by to visit Stone Mountain Park. It's the number one attraction in the, in, the, in the state of Georgia. So you will be coming to Stone Mountain Park. We are right at the exit of Stone Mountain Park, a quarter of a mile from the front gates. Now, what most people do when they come to Atlanta, uh, especially during the Christmas season, is they want to go to Lake Lanier, mm-hmm. which is where a, coming, a Cummings Hotel also is, oh, close to right, Lake Lanier. Right. Okay. Exactly. Right. So they will spend the day or the weekend over here in Stone Mountain uh, at the Country Inn and Suites or any of our properties that are here outside Stone Mountain Park. And then they'll take a day to go up to Cummings, go and visit Lake Lanier and the fantastic outdoors over there. That's right. The, yeah. During the fall, the that the parks and the mountains out there are absolutely stunning. Mm. Okay, so, and because I know you guys and uh, Miss Barbara, um, you could do a lot with the community and keeping people. Do you guys see, um, once people have stayed with you and coming in town, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess the answer is yes, but you get a lot of people that come back over time when they're coming in to see family and friends? Absolutely. Actually, the Country and Suites brand by Radisson um, is, was, I should say, before we got bought out by Choice Hotels last year, uh, a smaller brand of hotels. They only had about 400 locations countrywide. Um, so because of that, our, um, uh, our customers and our guests have been very loyal to us because they've gotten to know us. Right, we are not one. We are not a Hilton. We are not a, Ma- a, mm-hmm. a Marriott, but we are country and in suites with a fantastic personality. And um, once they are here, they keep coming back. Most of my sixty percent of my guests actually at the country and in suites are repeat guests. Is that right? Yeah, they have actually. Uh, some of them have seen me go through both my pregnancies with my kids. Really, I still hear from them. I know them as parents. Now I know them as grandparents. So when they come here, um, they are always like, "Hey, how are the kids?" And I'm sharing pictures with them and they're showing me their pictures right so it's fantastic um, most of them are repeat customers during the highland games um, that happen at stone mountain park in october it's the same clans that come in over and over and over again oh, yeah. uh, during yellow daisy festival it's the same vendors and the same guests who frequent the festival every year so they know where they want to stay they, exactly uh it's always a repeat they'll call miss barbara as soon as the event ends they'll call miss barbara and say hey book us in for next year so it's the same people it's uh, a home away from home they know where they, where they're coming that's so nice because you know um as us being friends you know i, sp- I spent i haven't done as much recently spent a lot of time traveling with speaking and this and that and once i found what you name a city a place like this that's where i went back to yeah exactly because so it was like a like a home away from home it's home away from home and again it's all about the people um right so i still have the original staff uh from back when we opened in 2003 so that tells wow. you some things i actually had an employee who passed away now unfortunately mm. uh but uh, he was with me for 15 years um and i still have guests call and say hey is kareem still there and unfortunately, I'll have to tell them, I'm sorry, he passed away. Mm. And uh, introduce 
introduced them to the new person who replaced him and they're like all right well okay i'm sure bria will take good care of me i said absolutely if you if not you just let me know okay and they're like okay keiki i'll, I'll let you know <laughs> <laughs> what's well, a true family feel and you know as you know one, one of the things i do i mean is is the magazines and it's community and family and to me a missing tenant in today's world is that you know, up close, personal, positive community family. And this place has it. And I remember when you and I first discussed this, I was like, I wasn't even sure what the room looked like. But it's become, for me, like, I, you know, I, I recommend it to everybody. And, you know, again, as I, I might have said earlier, I can't remember if it was before we went on air, our show hosts and guests who've come here were like, oh, my goodness, I love this place. I didn't know it was here. And I'm like, yeah, no. It's a surprise. But it's, you know, when I say by Stone Mountain, I mean, you can, well, we can really see the mountain. I mean, yes. yeah. And so I think they get confused. Like, is it all in, the, in the park? No, no, right out, you know, right out the side. But, I mean, literally, if you want to stay here and you, like you said, if you come to Atlanta, this is one of the things you're going to do. Exactly. If you're coming to Atlanta, this is what you're going to do. We are easily accessible off of 78 to downtown Atlanta as well. It's a 30-minute drive, which is not bad. Uh, in Atlanta, everything is 30 minutes, even if you stay downtown. <laughs> right. uh, one block is 30 minutes. So um, uh, it's a fantastic place to stay, right? It's a family-friendly neighborhood. Everything behind the hotel is all residential. So you won't see a lot of commercial out this way, uh, but it is a family-friendly a location and a family-friendly exit. Um, so definitely, if you're coming to Atlanta, coming to Georgia, I know you're going to be coming to Stone Mountain Park. And that's why I tell them the country in the Swedes by Radisson Stone Mountain, correct? That's but, right. Uh, so, and that's the thing, you know, if you are coming to Atlanta, now I'm speaking to our out of Atlanta guests or people that are coming to town. You know, if you're going to come to Stone Mountain and you're going to go do the aquarium or whatever you're going to do, you got to pick a spot you're going to stay. You got to go one way or another, and they're all like you said, thirty to forty minutes. That's hoping there's without traffic. That's right. Um, but you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck and a lot more hospitality. And you don't have to stay downtown Atlanta. That's, that's what right. I would tell people. People will go, well, I guess that's where I should stay. I would say, well, I would do it exactly the opposite. I would go down and come back. <laughs> that's so, what I would do. You know, and, and, you know, you're still by one of the landmarks. So, all right. So you've been in this, we said, sir, for 20 years. But I was very, one of the things that's cool, you're a global citizen. This is cool. This is like a fun fact. All right. So you grew up. This blows my mind. I didn't even know this. So you grew up. Tell me about that. And we're in, of course, we're in the USA. But that's four different countries in your lifetime. That's right. Now, that imagine if you're moving from one house to another, just like uh, you did. Uh, I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, you're, that's why I'm saying you're blowing my mind. <laughs> I can't even get that now, done. That's right. Now, try moving continents, uh, right? Now, that is a true challenge. I give props to my parents for having done that. I was a year old when we moved out of India, uh, so I was raised in Africa, in Zambia specifically, right? And then um, once I was in high school in the ninth grade, we moved to Canada. So I was educated in Toronto, uh, wow. and then I met my husband in 2000, 2001, and we got married, and I moved to little old Georgia, Right. I call it little because uh, imagine moving from New York City to Lilburn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, well Tor Toronto, you know, I've gotten up there a lot on business. Toronto is a pretty big city. It's a huge city. It's uh, it's a very similar to New York City. It's a 24-hour city. Yeah. It's a city that never sleeps. There's so much diversity. There's always something going on. There's uh, You can never, in the middle of the night, you want a pizza or you want Chinese food, you can find it. And then I moved to Lilburn and realized yeah. everything closes at 10 o'clock. <laughs> That is very true. So the peaceful part of being around this area, and it, it is, it, but it is a very safe, 
quiet. It is. It's know? a wonderful, yeah, it's a wonderful uh, little city. And I love the people, love the neighbors, uh, love the Southern hospitality, right? So absolutely beautiful, right? Took some, you know, yeah, for a I'm city sure. gal, it took a little bit of an adjustment. Once, once I adjusted, I realized, huh, this is nice. It's actually a perfect environment to raise a family. It is. It is. And, you know, you and I talked about that. It's, um, that was very important to us. And you know, I'm like six miles up the road right now. So I'm really, <laughs> really, really not that far away. But it's still the very family community. That's um, right. And you don't find that everywhere. No, you don't. And especially in a city environment, it's harder. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. When if I, I was living in downtown, I'm sure I wouldn't have the same family feel as I, I do out so. here in Lilburn. It's uh, it's been fabulous, you know, uh, doing softball with my uh, daughter and baseball and soccer with my son and doing Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. It's been an inc- incredible experience. Well, and that's why I share, you know, in the backdrop of you know all these business owners that come through and come on these shows uh, and the guests. Um, many of them live in these communities right here and what we find is it's it's a very small world a lot you know everybody knows don't you feel that exactly, way you know, yes. you know them or know the person who knows them yes exactly right uh, i go down to a restaurant uh, my favorite place that uh, three brine mice three and brine I, mice. yeah uh, absolutely best place to have lunch or dinner uh, love it over there and then find out that they're our neighbors yeah. So, yeah, in our neighborhood, you know, um, you have you know one of the best restaurants. So we'll shout them out, Three by Mice. And then you've got a bunch of the hotels in the area. And then, you know, as I said before, one of the, one of the magazines around the area where, you know, people that have been around a long time. So it's been uh, and that, that was the, the toughest thing. We had to, to make some plans. But everybody's like, where are you? I'm like, like six miles. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's um, but I will tell you, even six miles up the road. It's the same. I'm saying the same thing. It's just a very laid back community. It's just everybody just nice. And it's just, you know, it seems like everybody knows each other. It has still has that. It's retained that small town feel, which I really appreciate and which I really like. I enjoy that. Yeah. I I mean, it's it's almost crazy. And I'm sure you face the same thing I did. I was up at my wife's elementary school yesterday and I. Um, you, you know, went to see my friend Francis. Francis is like my uh, in the day they used to have Ask Jeeves on the internet, so he's like Ask Ask Francis for for any. He's like that's not my area of expertise. I'm like, can he answer it anyway? He's like, no, I'm just playing. I just made that part up. <laughs> but no, seriously, it's but it's um you go and you see people. And then I have to remember, okay, was that swim team with them or was that baseball or was that soccer <laughs> or was that a football game? I'm mean, you know, and you see the same faces and names and um. And again, I mean, you grew up in Toronto. I didn't, um, but I would assume it's probably not quite the same. It's not. Uh, Toronto, it's, uh, you know, you'd be lucky if you know your next door neighbor. <laughs> right. right. People are constantly moving in, we're moving out. So it's not the same community feel. Yeah. Right. Um, it's definitely different. And which is a reason when you, in contrast to growing up in Toronto, I like this a lot better i missed the part that it was open 24 7 right that's the part that i would i would miss but then once you get used to it it's really you know if i needed something 24 hours i I could head out to buckhead yeah right so it's not that far no right so yeah i actually absolutely enjoy this uh community and um that's what we try to reflect at the hotel too it's the, our team members are part of this community, so they know everything about it as well. So they can help so guests. So they can help guests, and they can say, okay, yes, you need to go 
check out Three Broad Mice or the public house uh, downtown yeah. Lilburn, or uh, you know, you need to go to the uh, Yellow uh, River, River Ranch, yeah, right? Graham. The Graham Ranch, um, you know, things like that. So they always know what's going on because they are part of the community, which is cool. Yeah, yeah it I mean, is. They're, 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 you're not getting a one eight hundred number where nobody has a local feel. Exactly, you're, you're, you're talking to people that know where to go. Now, let's go back in time. Um, so, what twenty twenty? Um, you know, what was that time like for hospitality and your peers, you know, in the industry, whatever, when people quit traveling? That was tough. Yeah. That was very, very tough. Um, during just, the pandemic, uh, we actually had to rely on uh, the PPP funds quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thank God for that. Uh, that actually assist us, uh, assisted us in uh, keeping our employees um, employed. Mm-hmm. If it hadn't been for that government assistance, uh, we would have had to shut down. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there was no people traveling. Um, there, there was a lot of uncertainty around what mm-hmm. was happening with the pandemic, right? So we were training staff, retraining them, investing in uh, sanitization equipment, which we no longer use right. for the uh, for the most part. But um, you know, there was um, the, you know the chemicals changed. Right. Uh, there was a lot of changes, but thank God for the community rallying around and uh, the government stepping in the way they did, which is what made us a pull through. Yeah, because you know, I was just thinking back to that time. You know, people. Now we're, you know, fast forward three years later, cruises, airplanes, hotels are all, you know, everybody wants to be everywhere. But we were also at a time where people were like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. You know, and I mean, just staring, going, and, and especially I would think hospitality. I'm just, I've really never, I got to ask anybody this question. Like, like I would ask a cruise person had this question, like, I, did, did travel almost come to a standstill to a certain it did. Uh, it did uh, come to almost a standstill um, because corporations weren't traveling. People were not doing leisure traveling. Um, the travel that we were seeing was uh, by first responders or mm. by family members who didn't have a choice. They were checking up on the elderly grandparents or, you know, family or going to funerals and su- uh, such. Uh, but it was, it was a very hard time in the industry because we had to adapt to the changing environment of the pandemic uh, just like the airlines did where right. uh, you know where you couldn't sit next door to each other right. I forgot uh, right? about that. yeah so we were That's having right. to uh, put people apart uh, right so there was a room in between people um, oh y'all had to do that uh, we had I to forget, do that so right. that's right. I for, I've already forgotten the airplane. There was a seat apart. Hotel rooms were a seat. Uh, yeah. So d- depending on which hotel you went into, they had different protocols for it. That's so right. for us, it was, um, you know, try to spread people out on different floors as much as possible. No stayover services were provided. The only time your uh, your room got cleaned is once you checked out. Once you checked into a clean, sanitized room, nobody else entered the room. Right. And then once you checked out, that's when our housekeeping staff would go in with masks and this, I call it a spray gun. <laughs> yeah. For lack of a better word. The heavy duty. The heavy duty disinfectant gun and spray down the entire room before it got cleaned. It was uh, it, it was quite an interesting time. And then God forbid that we got uh, one of our guests said that uh, somebody was positive for COVID. Then the entire hotel had to get sanitized, oh, regardless geez. of whether... Uh, one room was used or whatnot. If they passed through the lobby, guess what? The entire lobby was sanitized and sprayed down. It was a crazy time. If we cleaned um, tables in the breakfast room, we had to put a label on it saying that this was sanitized. 
if it wasn't, well, you wouldn't sit there if there was no label, right? So it was crazy. Everything was individually packed. Um, everybody, each individual guest was handed sanitizing napkins before they touched anything. Everybody was required to wear a mask. Now I was going to say everybody had a mask, right? Yeah. And if they told us that they had any kind of symptoms, in the beginning, we actually, the staff would panic and say, you are not allowed to check into the hotel if you have symptoms. You need to go home. You know, isn't that crazy to think this is a little over three years ago when it all began? And we're going to be telling these stories for, you know, and we're all on the other side and this and that. But how quickly, um, I, I don't know, it's mind boggling. As you said that, I forgot about that with airplanes and hotel rooms, the places I'd go. Because we, you know, I had to get out. I had to start going on. But, yeah, I remember hotel rooms having a little, almost like a little label locked over. Exactly. This room has been sanitized. And I'm going, you know, um, did y'all learn things about business in general during that time that you, you know, took forward with you? I'm not talking about COVID specifically, but about how much you miss guests or, you know, or anything you learned that you said, man, we're even going to go deeper with hospitality or whatever it is that during that time when you missed the people that, you know, you were used to seeing. Well, one of the things uh, that we took away from the pandemic is that people still love to travel. Yes. Right. Yes. So as long as they have a clean environment mm -hmm. to put their later heads down to, as long as you provide hospitality, they will continue to travel. Yes. Uh, by nature, humans are our uh, 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 travelers, yes. right? Uh, we are hunters and gatherers and we're travelers. Uh, we cannot stay still, right? right? And a traveling really is ingrained in all of us, right? So as soon as the restrictions started lifting, we saw people coming back and it was such a pleasure to see that, right? Just, it just really was. It. We missed it. They missed it and we missed it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think back to just coming back and seeing people. And, you know, I got to ask you, those early days of people coming back, I remember going into meetings, and I wasn't sure. Half the people were masked. People weren't. Some people wanted to give you a fist bump. Some people didn't want to touch you. People want to give you a hug. And I'm like, what are we? What are we? What yeah. am I doing here? You yeah. tell me your comfort level because, you know, after a while you realized uh, – um, you, you know that this thing. It, well, yeah, I'm not going to get on that thing. But it, but it was it was just see humans coming back together was yeah, so nice. Exactly, and um, you know I'm a hugger, so I like hugging everybody. During the, those times were rough on me yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you weren't supposed to hug anybody and shake hands, and I was like, what the heck? I know. All right, so it was uh, it was difficult, right? So we all went down to you know just a namaste with your hands together, or waving a hey, how are you? I missed uh, you. You know, the one-on-one -on -one meetings, we have gone since the pandemic. Um, it's starting to change again. But, um, but during the pandemic and the year after the pandemic um, in 21 and 22, we were seeing a lot more webinars, online meetings, uh, Zoom calls, yeah. such. Now it's changed because there really is no replacement nope. for uh, in-person. Uh, yes, there is absolutely no replacement for that. You can get more accomplished when you're face-to-face -face than when you're on the phone Agreed. right, uh, or on a Zoom call. Because as soon as, how many times have you hung up a Zoom call and said, oh, shoot, I forgot to ask this. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> and then you're sending an email, and then the email goes back and forth for a week, and then you're like, finally. Well, if we had met in person, all this would have been sorted out. You know, you really just summed up the entire description of this show I've been doing for five or six years. You know, it was travel radio, then it was internet radio, then it was podcasts and the, you know, the live, whatever. 
um, was about y- you can't replace the human uh, in-face experience. You can't. You really can't. And you can talk. Zoom, I guess, is the second turn of a phone, third, fourth, text, fifth. You know, and, and for me, you know, I've gotten – this is where you sometimes I realize, you know, you get your – I'd get my energy from other people. Um, but when I get too many emails and too many texts, you know, like you and I have text a lot, but it's not the same. It's not the same. There's no tone. There's no anything. You know, we can – so it's um, – I think it's fine because I'm doing a lot of education of undergraduate and graduate students. A lot of that's online, but but I can't really know them as a person because they're mainly through email or maybe a video. I think the solution at least has to be hybrid. Some face-to-face, some, you know, that way I can go, okay, now I know what Keiki meant because she filled in the gap about those four countries. I didn't know that. Even, you know, in a text or email, it's easy that you miss something like that. Exactly. And sometimes um, because text messages and emails don't have that emotion behind it, you really don't know what that means. I've had miscommunications with um, staff members or with guests over something like that, right? Because you don't mean it a certain way, but it comes across that way because they are going through a certain emotion themselves. So they insert their reading emotion into it. And then all of a sudden a message that's just asking, hey, what happened here becomes... Hey, what happened here? Right. So there's that aggressive tone in it. So and it was never meant to be that way. So uh, nothing can replace face to face interaction. Absolutely. I will tell you the number of times in my career, personally and professional, that I've screwed things up because, you know, me, I'm a friendly guy, whatever. It's been when I've written something through text or email that's been either especially when I was younger, that would I probably wouldn't have said in person. Or secondly, it's just been totally misunderstood. Exactly. And so I spend more not so much now. I, I, I'm old enough now that I don't do that. But I've learned enough to go. I mean, excuse me. When I used to do that, I would go back and have to spend three times the amount of time to re-explain what I meant versus yeah. just do it the first time. Exactly. So it would have been easier just, just to, to do it verbally and kind of go, hey, do you remember this? Or well, can I ask you a question about this and move on? It would avoid a lot of misunderstandings. Yes. And so if I said, hey, you know, Keiki, you know, we're just during the summer. We're not going to be having as many shows going on, blah, 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 blah. And it, or if I'm just, you know, it's just, and you'll see if someone's on a calendar and it's just deleted, you're like, okay, whatever that means. But I preach it, I could assault, I could speak on it, and yet I still fall guilty of doing the same thing because we do it because it's, sometimes it's faster, but it doesn't mean it's better. <laughs> exactly. And um, all right, so we won't keep you forever. So the whole traveling thing right now from what you're seeing, is it, is it still booming? Like, uh, you know, are we... Well, this year we had a bounce back last year for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year it's been kind of flat. That's what um, I heard. Yeah, because um, we're seeing um, inflation mm-hmm. taking place. Uh, cost of everything has gone up. So uh, I, l- I would like to say that it's increased this year, year over year, but it hasn't. It's flat this year. I'm hoping that we'll rebound, and uh, next year, hopefully, there'll be an upward turn. I heard, you, I saw on a couple of national things that a lot of people did. The 2022 was the big domestic catch up travel, United States, particular, That's right. but a lot of people have gone like to Europe and stuff this year. I've That's seen right. a lot of my own Facebook friends. I seem like every one of them was in Europe this summer. Yeah, and so I don't know if that was, that was the 23 plan. And then maybe it's all right. We got that out of our system. Now we're going to come back. We've, we went to Europe. Now we're going to do, go back to what we want to do, you know, North America or whatever. Exactly. I'm hoping that uh, next year, that's what it will be. I would think so. I, I would. I would think we're just going to level out, and you know, the inflation starting starting to slow down. It's just hard to get our minds around all this stuff. But 
you know, tell, and we're, we're coming to our last few minutes, you know, there's a lot of younger entrepreneurs, small business owners that listen to this show. And first of all, they just said, well, you know, you guys, it's easier saying be upbeat and be positive and whatever. But, but tell people some of the things that they should go into any job or if they want to start their own business or if they want to really exude customer service. Make it easy for them. I mean, what are the two or three easy things they can do? Be passionate and be proactive. Well, I like that. Right, yeah. Uh, if you're not passionate and proactive, regardless of what you're doing, regardless of how you do it, uh, you're not going to succeed. Mm. Right? So um, being proactive is definitely key because when you're going into a new industry or any job or whatever it is that you're pursuing, if you're not passionate about it and you're not going to pursue um, more knowledge, right, in what you're doing and are not proactive about seeking out that knowledge and learning new skills and applying those skills, you are going to fail. One of the biggest findings of my dissertation was that about being passionate, being proactive, staying persistent, um, work ethic. That's right. <laughs> work ethic That's was right. one. And, you know, um, I don't know about you, but, you know, work ethic was instilled at me at a young age. You know, um, and, and, and all the people I interviewed, they were like, it wasn't like, it was just you're supposed to work hard. You know, um, do you find yourself cakey when you have any employees? I mean, I, I'll answer for myself. I wouldn't ask someone to do something that I'm not willing to do. Yes, that's the same approach that I use. If I'm going to do something or if I'm going to ask you to do something, I'm willing to I'm do it myself. Doing. Exactly. I'm never above doing anything that I'm asking right. my uh, team members to do. And I call them team members, not staff or I employees like because they truly are our team members, right? They don't work for me. They work we with work you. with, yeah, that's yeah, right. And that's what the hierarchical organizations of the past, you know, the whole doctorate that I got in leadership versus management. Leadership is about how do we work together because it doesn't matter who's the boss. If you hate what you're doing, you're not going to stay. I mean, exactly. you know, and so the days of, well, I'm going to reach it from the owner. I'm going to reach it through seven layers to get to you. That's not effective. It is. It's not. And um, one of the things is that when a person feels like they have a stake in the business, yes. they're willing to work harder at it. When they find that they get recognition, all right, of any sort, and there's lots of different ways of recognizing uh, a team member, right, they will work harder for it and they'll own each task. Yes. Right. So that becomes really, really important. It's personal to them. It's, it's very just a personal. Job. It's yes, it's not a job, it's a career. So when I have uh, team members working with me, um, it's definitely a career building move for them. Uh, I would love to say that somebody started with me as a breakfast host and worked their way through GM, which mm. has happened. Happened, wow. right and then they have moved on to other companies and they've gotten big uh, bigger and better positions but again that attitude came with hey I want to be passionate about this industry I want to be self-motivated I'm going to get involved I'm going to be proactive about learning the skills um, you know this company is providing me with that so because of that they're going to get internal promotions and keep moving up I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's it's so important, and I like that. So if you heard what she said, you know, it, it's 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 about making people feel part of the team. And I would also add, you know, making people do things because they want to, not because they have to. Exactly. Because when they want to do it, that's when they truly have that skin in the game of like, you know, this isn't just a job, clock in and clock out. This is me being a part of this team. That's right. And this is and there's a big difference between 
coming to a job and building a career. Yes. A huge difference, right? So you have to actually show them the attitude of, hey, listen, you're not, because I know none of my team members are going to be with me forever. Right. Right. And when they leave me, what I do tell my team members is I don't want you to go lateral. I want you to rise above. Right. So if you're going to work uh, for me as uh, regardless of whether it's a front desk manager or as a breakfast host, when you leave me, I don't want you to uh, I don't want you to, uh, to see you go to another hotel and do the exact same. thing. Yes. I want you to have learned something from me and go above. And that, my friend, is, is literally if you want to sum up the whole years I spent so is leadership empowering people to move up, grow the growth, exactly. growth mindset because just making a lateral move. But but obviously you don't you have people you've empowered who've stayed with you a long time and have moved on to great things. That speaks volumes of leadership. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Right? Yeah, I'm very proud of my team. You should be, and and you know, and I love, I I just love, 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 love using the team, and and some of the most I see it in some principals, I see it in some CEOs, I see it in business owners use the word team, and then I see other ones say I I I, you know, and they they're talking about. You know, and, and it comes across as like, you know, they're the only person and, and whatever. There's no way to make any organization first class without the team. Exactly. Now, uh, as an owner, I can tell you that the minute I walk out this door of the hotel, <laughs> guess who's the owner? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's no, not no. me. You know, I'm keeping I you just, in here. I'm, I'm, there's probably 20 people outside this door. It's the first time I've ever had the owner in the room of going, Where, where's the, where's my boss? Yeah, no. no, I know what to expect. I don't know about 12 people are standing there. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, I always tell, uh, 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 tell my general managers at my properties that the hotel is only as good as when you leave it. That's right. Uh, right? So, it might be an excellent property while you are there and everybody's behaving, but then the tra- value of a true leader or a management team actually comes uh, comes up when you are no longer there. That how does your true. how does your team behave? Are they behaving in the when no one's watching? Exactly, exactly. Uh, do they really represent who you are and yes. your values? And if they are doing that, then you have an excellent team. I love it. I absolutely love it. All right. So if people want, I don't know if you know offhand, but what's the easiest way for, is there a way for all your hotels to go, people where they can see them, or do they have to go hotel by hotel if they wanted to stay? Well, uh, for uh, each of the hotels are different brands. Uh, like the Holiday Inn Express is part of IG Hotels. Uh, so if you go to IG.com, you should be able to book Holiday Inn Express. Missile Stone Mountain. Uh, yep. And uh, for Days Inn, uh, we are part of Wyndham Hotels. Okay. Right. So if you go to DaysInn.com, uh, look up Stone Mountain, Georgia, and you should be able to find us. Uh, the, both the Country Inn and Suites are now part of Choice Hotels. So if you go to ChoiceHotels.com. Uh, put in either Cummings, Georgia, or Stone Mountain, Georgia, and you will find us. All right. I knew the names. I wasn't sure how to do that, but that that helps people um, so much. Well, Keiki Patel with us today and the Patel family as a whole, I hold in high high regard as friends and neighbors, and I thank you for carving 30 minutes of me. Well, a few more, I guess, than that because it's been such a great show to come on the Marketing Matters show today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. I'm going to close this out. Folks, thanks for tuning in to another Marketing Matters on the End Results Radio Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the country in the suites by Radisson and beautiful Stone Mountain. You can listen to the show on endresults.com and look on the current shows button, hear this or any other of our shows 24-7 or go anywhere you get your podcast until next time for my super guest and friend keiki patel we've had a great show today and this is ryan sauer signing off this has been another marketing matters and until next time make your marketing matter
This has been Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. For even more advice, visit ryansowers.com. That's R-Y-A-N-S-A-U-E-R-S.com.